Just Talk With Sam podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I You on iTunes, Joe. But it's obvious if y'all just listen, we, we never write this out. What's up, what's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening to Just Talk With Sam Podcast. We got a special guest today, all the way from Dublin, Ireland. That is my man, Tony Tyrell. Tony Tyrell is a classic singer-songwriter. Now, he dabbles in the folk, a little bit of dope contempo, and he's just been just crushing it. He's been actually in music for over 30 years, if you want to know. He was a founding member of the band Afternoons in the mid-90s. And over the pandemic, he just thought maybe it's some time he could do some solo work. So we get a chance to talk about his, um, his debut solo album, Conviction. And a lot of the feelings that went into this uh, musical project, Tony's a good brother. I like speaking with him. I wish I had more time because I'm sure some more stuff rattling around that head of his. He's welcome back anytime he wants. And um, like all interviews, you can see the video interview on our YouTube channel. Please check it out. But in the meantime, check out my man at Tony Tyrell Music um, dot com. Tony Tyrell Music on IG. I'm sure he would love it. But before we jump into this awesome interview, we gotta pay some bills around here. And the best way you can support this podcast by going to the um, website of the podcast itself, samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talking with Sam podcast. And my Eagle Eye people, if you see it right there on the homepage of current promotions page, there is a donate button. Please, this podcast has been going on for 13 years long and strong. And since it has been going on, you guys have been awesome with the donations. You guys have helped to keep the free funny free. You guys are doing doing everything to make us just awesome so please keep doing it give whatever makes you feel like a good person by hitting that donate button and also um give to the podcast also if you want a little bang for your buck you can always contribute to the podcast another way you can always go to samshownation.com hit the store link and by hitting the store link you yes you can get all of your favorite just talking with sam swag right there whether that be t-shirts hats whatever you need uh stickers Whatever you need to show the world that, hey, this is a great podcast. I want to show the world I listen to this podcast. It's all right there. 
So please check it. Anything that's not above the cost, you can um, get a send and goes right back to keeping the free funny free as well. Speaking of the podcast itself, you can always go to samshownation.com, hit the podcast link, and by hitting the podcast link, you yes, you can get all of your favorite podcasts where wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, whether that be iTunes, Apple, whatever they want to call it today, Google, um, Stitcher, um, Spotify, um, good old iHeart. I, I, I didn't even know who's on iHeart. Um, uh, Amazon, it's all right there. Wherever you can get your podcast, just put in, just talk with Sam, no G and talking. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. We got a few sponsors this week. And... I know it's coming up, so please get ready. The holidays are right around the corner. Maybe you just need this for online shopping that you're doing. Maybe you got a loved one's birthday. Maybe you're buying something for you. But if you're going online, I suggest you go to samsonanation.com. You hit the Honey link and download Honey to your computer or phone. Yes, save yourself some money with that Honey. It's all right there. By going to Honey via SamShowNation.com, it scours the internet for all the coupon codes that you would need as you shop online. And as you do that, it puts the coupon codes automatically. You can save some money on checkout. It is so worth it. Save yourself some money by getting that Honey. So please go to SamShowNation.com on the current promotions page. The big orange box that says Honey. Thank me later. The next sponsor is the good folks at Paramount Plus. Oh, we are just getting started with the NFL. However, lately, if I want some peak sports, if I can't wait for Americanized football, I have been watching some football. Yes, I have been watching the UEFA Champions League. And you get that exclusively on Paramount Plus. Never miss a play inside the pitch. I, I gotta say this, and I'm saying it with my chest. Move for Chelsea. I don't know why. I, I just, I just really, really adopted Chelsea as my, uh, my favorites right now, and I'm watching them. I, I really used to like Arsenal, but I have adopted Chelsea. I'm watching them. It's awesome. I'm loving me some Raheem Sterling. Man, this is great. But if you want to miss, if you don't want to miss any of the football, soccer for my Americans, or Americanized football action, you could go to Paramount Plus via SamShowNation.com. You don't miss a snap of Americanized football. You don't miss one bit, one iota of the game. They have a full slate of games on Paramount Plus, and they have plans as low as $4.99. $4.99 is less than some of your coffee orders. So please, go to samshownation.com, get some peak sports, jump on the peak, a mountain of entertainment with Paramount Plus. The next sponsor, I hope you notice the theme. Is Americanized football. If you're getting ready for some Americanized football, you got to dress like them. You got to get the gear. And I suggest you go to samshownation.com and you click that NFL.com link. 
Shop NFL. Get all your jerseys, your shirts, your hats, whatever you need to root for your team. If you like the Bengals, if you like my Lions, if you like uh, the Cardinals, if you like the Rams, if you are one of the five people still rooting for the Jets, it's on and popping. At NFLShop.com And this week the NFL um, Is sponsored by Booking Excuse me, Book Las Vegas Las Vegas is sponsoring them And they are offering you 25% off all Any purchase that you do right there By putting in the promo code Book Las Vegas At the checkout line So please Book Las Vegas All one word at the checkout Save yourself 25% on whatever you do And yes Hurry up, it's a limited time only. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog of them all, Amazon.com. Since we are on the subject of Americanized football this week, starting this week, your Thursday night football games can be watched on Amazon Prime Video. You don't miss a snap. We're starting with the Chargers, and we're starting with the Chargers and the Chiefs. Now, you know that's going to be a high-octane game. You need it in your life. Get yourself some Amazon Prime. And the best way to do it is go to samshownation.com. Right there on the home page and current promotions page. Click that Amazon banner. Go ahead and watch a good game. And since you're on Amazon, and it's not exactly Thursday yet, depending on when you listen to it, you can check out Conviction by my man Tony Tyrell. Um, one of the things I want to do, before we jump into I know we talked a lot of football with Tony Terrell, but one of the things I want to do, I want to play, a, I, I'm looking at some of the songs here, and while looking at some of the songs, I was um, entranced by this album, we're going to talk a little bit about that, mainly because it, it's, it's just great, I really like it, and it's a lot of feeling behind it, and you'll see a lot of this come out in the interview. But one thing I think I want to play is Another Day, the first official single. Actually, no, no, I'm going to play Mockingbird. Now, I'll follow up with Another Day. Um, check this out. This is Mockingbird by Tony Tyrell off the Conviction album. And um, talk to you in a few, right after the song. Mockingbird, we're 
I did the mute thing. Oh, man, rookie mistake. How you doing today, Tony? I'm good, and how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, if you're ready, let's just jump right into it. I yeah. I know, I don't know if you did some homework on me. My style is more conversational instead of just yeah, cool. question, question, question. Yeah, yeah. That, but, that suits fine. Okay, well, all the way from Dublin, Ireland, my man, Tony Tyrell, thank you for just joining the podcast for a second just to talk about the new album, Conviction. This is, um, this was fun. I really like, <laughs> I, the reason I said I, it, this is fun, I felt I learned more about you through the album than I did coming up with questions about said album. Man. <laughs> This was from a, this let's just get into it, man. Okay. Conviction is your debut album. Um, those who are listening or watching here on um, YouTube, this, this album, the name Tony Tyrell may sound familiar because, you know, you were one of the founding members of the Afternoons in the mid nineties. I'm showing my age a little bit. So yeah, I do those cuts, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, during this album, you have opened the door to the, to everything that has ever happened to you. You examined it with a good beat to it, and yeah. here we are. <laughs> well, that, I know, that, that, I know, but how that assessment is is that is that correct? 
I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, like uh, you know, some of these songs are written over you know over a long period of time. Uh, so yeah, they're kind of probably yeah reflecting maybe things that happened to me. Definitely, in some cases, there's a bit of autobiography going on, and then also maybe just the way I think, you know, uh, about things more generally, and just putting it down in a song, you know. So uh, I kind of. It's it's a very interesting observation that you said, you know, to learn more from listening to the album. That's a good thing, I think, you know, because it's meant to be a sort of a personal communication, you know. Oh, you nailed that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because I really don't see the point in any other form of communication, to be perfectly honest. Uh, so it's not it's not a kind of a, you know it's not a flashy record, you know it's not it's not intended to be, and has a bit of a retro tr- thing going on in it in terms of its feel. Because um, I wanted to kind of bring the attention back on the songs rather than just the sound, because you know some music is more sound than songs, you know. Yeah. Uh, you, you know more more of a beat or whatever. You know, you don't really care what they're saying. So I, I kind of wanted people to care about what I was saying. So you know, I kind of pulled it back a bit. Uh, it's very, it's it's quite stripped back. You know. Uh, you know, there's, there's four other musicians on it. Uh, there's very little kind of studio trickery. So we're really trying to focus in on, on the songs and, uh, pulled it back as well. You know, it's kind of more, more or less recorded live. You know, we, we did it over three days. Uh, you know, the, I hadn't met the guys before, but we kind of did homework and so on. And, um, you know, sat down. I had very strong ideas about, you know, how things might sound and, you know, worked with an extremely good producer. And these were very good musicians. So, um, yeah, we, we kind of sat down and, you know, really what I wanted to do was to make a sort of a, a live is probably the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Something that is alive, you know, that we're actually doing that in the studio and it's not somebody twiddling buttons afterwards, you know. So it's actually, you know, people playing instruments, trying to communicate with each other and then me trying to communicate through the songs. But yeah, there's a, there's a degree of autobiography, but certainly a lot of, uh, I think the way I think is probably betrayed in those songs. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Even if I didn't attend that. (laughs) But that's what you do when you put a record out. You know, it's out there and, you know, people can, you know, people can tear it apart and, you know, kind of interpret and think, you know, whatever, whatever they might, you know, in whatever way they see fit, you know. So, um, but yeah, that's a long winded answer to your question. But yeah, it's, uh, I think that's a good answer. I could be long winded myself. (laughs) <laughs> like with, hold on with this I gotta say like um how you say your music is it, there is a touch uh here's how I take it like folk rock with a little touch of adult contemporary because yeah. that live aspect of folk rock you're doing it right there the instruments are played right there your singer songwriter you're essentially emoting all of your yeah. feelings and it's coming out in this um beautiful movie and this lets me know that like like my next question i guess if you call it a question um like let's just jump right into it like i was going to talk a little bit about your upbringing a little bit about the afternoons that was great but when the band dissolved right I need to, um, you had a lot of great moments with that. Why now for an album? Like normally when a band dissolves, everyone goes solo immediately, just, just about immediately. But now we are 
for lack of a better term, 20 years? Yeah, 20 years. Away yeah. from the dissolution of the afternoons? Yeah. And yeah. now you decide to go, you know? Yeah. Why yeah. now? Well, I, I think, you know, the band was kind of, you know, they were very, they were band members, but they were kind of very good friends, you know? So there was a sort of a family feel to the band. And uh, so the break of the, of the band, you know, I think a lot of bands are like this, but, you know, this one kind of hurt a lot. You know what I mean? Does it, 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 you know, it takes a while to get over it. Uh, just, the, you know, this is your, your life is knitted up with this and the people involved, you know, for in all sorts of ways, you know, kind of there's all ripple effects throughout your life when things like this break up. And not that it was altogether acrimonious, but, you know, there's a degree of that. But, you know, people then go in separate ways and, you know, I didn't play guitar, you know, so I co-wrote songs with one of the guys in the band. I played sax and clarinet, you know, and wrote the songs as in melody and, uh, and, uh, lyric. Um, but I worked with a guitarist, you know, so he was doing the corded stuff, you know, underneath that. So, you know, for a while I just switched off. I wasn't really doing anything, you know, and then I thought, Hey, like I actually, you know, I, I went, this may sound odd, but as part of my sort of day job, I went to a coach, you know, these sort of life coach people. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, you know, there's just, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm a bit pissed off here. There's like stuff isn't really working for me. Um, you know, it kind of felt very mundane and I couldn't figure out what it was. I thought it was something to do with the work or whatever, but. Actually, through a, you know, a process working with her, you know, after a couple of sessions, I realized that actually I was just missing music, you know, and that I was missing writing songs. I mean, not that I wasn't listening to music, but missing writing songs. So I then took up the guitar to learn how to, you know, do the chord stuff underneath the songs and began to write again. And then I, I, I recorded, I did stuff with the ex singer from the band and I did, I did a little bit of, other stuff on, on my own and I ended up in a studio with a guy uh, a fantastic piano player that I know and um, we were putting some music together and he was saying look you could have this vocal and this vocal and I, none of the voices matched what I was hearing in my head you know and it was then that I started to sing now he was telling me it was a big mistake because <laughs> he said look, you're not a singer what are you doing don't, don't be singing um, but I was never singing really largely because I always had a saxophone or a clarinet in my mouth. You know what I mean? Uh, so it wasn't that I couldn't sing. It's just that I wasn't singing. Um, so, you know, I kind of fell into, in, you know, I, I did that, you know, kind of that almost happened by accident. And then I kind of went, oh, hold on a second. This is interesting. You know, I, I can actually push this on a little bit further uh, myself. And uh, so I did that. Then there was a sort of an economic collapse uh, here and all over the world. I ended up living in America for six years. Uh, you know, I'm based in Dublin and Ireland here, but I ended up in America for in Washington, D.C. for six years for work related reasons. So I got cut off again, you know, from the stuff I was doing. Right. Did some stuff while I was in America, met some people. We used to have these sort of what we call kitchen sessions in our house where people would come around and play and sing and, you know, you know, met an awful lot of very talented people, did a couple of songwriting workshops with a, a folk singer called Dara Williams. I don't know, do you know her? Um, and, uh, you know, so I was keeping in touch and it was still there, you know, but I wasn't really in it. So it. then I came home and then I was busy coming home and, you know, doing all this sort of stuff that goes on with getting back here and kids and all the rest of it. And, um, 
And then COVID happened. And, you, you know, then I was I, I was sitting there going, hold a second, you know, if, if this is actually, you know, this is possibly our lives forever, I need to get my ass moving <laughs> and do something with this music. I did an awful lot of songs written. I still have lots and lots of songs I've never recorded. And um, so I started actually messing around with the desktop recording stuff for the first time and then kind of orchestrating songs and kind of thinking, OK, you know, how would this sound and how would this sound and what's the shape of the song? And that's what kind of got that triggered me into kind of going, OK, you know, each little step just brought me the next step. And then I had a whole bunch of stuff and I went, oh, yeah, maybe maybe this is what I should be doing, you know, um, actually recording it. So reached out to the producer, a guy called Tommy McLaughlin, he lives up in the northwest of the country here. And uh, he's worked with people that I like and that I admire, you know, uh, bands that, that operate around this this part of the world. And uh, I approached him, asked him, would he be interested, send him some tunes. We started talking and he said, yeah, let's do it. And um, so emerging out of the lockdown then last year, you know, I think October was, September was the first time I went up just to meet him and kind of went through, you know, stuff live with him. And then uh, I think October we brought in the band and, um, you know, we, we did the thing then. And then there's, you know, there's all the process. There's more lockdown and other things get in the way. So the album was only just recently come out, but that's not unusual for records, you know. So that's the that's the story. Yeah? Now, here's something that I thought was um, interesting because you kind of touched on it a little bit. Was it hard going from the person who played the instruments to the singer? Mainly mm. because it's sort of like, Yes, you play clarinet, you play saxophone, and mm. could you always sing, or was it just kind of yeah. like you were never asked? Yeah, I, I could always sing. You know, it's kind of, you know, I mean, I've no experience of, like, being the singer, but I could sing. You know, a lot of people can, can sing. It's a question of whether you can sing well then and, you know, kind of project it and so on. But the one thing I'd say to you is that the, the mechanics of singing, you know, the sort of diaphragm and breath control and all that sort of stuff, I had all of that because of the wind instruments, you know. So right. that sort of aspect of it was absolutely, you know, that was fine. There was there was no problem then. But actually, the, the issue was more, you know, like I could be sitting in this room in here, you know, kind of, you know, messing around with, with a guitar or, you know, or actually often just singing in my head. So there's a different thing to do with singing out. And when I was talking to the producer, he said, look, you know, you really do need to just actually start singing out because, you know, this was lockdown. So there's no opportunities to be singing anywhere, you know. Um, so then I just started singing out. And uh, I, I, you know, the Internet is an amazing thing. You know, I, I found free online lessons. I just did them every day, still do, uh, you know, sort of like 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there and, uh, but do them every day. They're simple, you know, and, but you repeat them and it just strengthens muscles. And yeah, that's, that's what it does, you know, uh, your control, um, like anything, you know, so it just kept repeating this and, um, I'm working on the song. So the, the hardest thing actually was going into the studio then working with professional musicians as me, the singer. That was weird, you know, because these guys have been doing this for their whole lives and they're brilliant. Um, and then I walk in and it's my first time doing this as the, the singer. And, uh, you know, that was a little bit daunting. Um, but the guys were fantastic. You know, they, they really were. I, I, I wrote somewhere, um, in, I think I was asked to do some post about write, you know, writing a song, recording and so on. 
And, you, you know, my reflection on that was that I think some of the best musicians are probably the most humble people because they just don't have any ego. They don't need to have. They're just brilliant, you know. So they, they don't need to show off and they don't need to kind of make anybody feel bad or, you know, they, they just are like, you know, brilliantly professional. And being professional also means making the people they're working with feel comfortable. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what those guys did that I worked with. They were, you know, they were really, really fantastic, you know. Oh, that's, and that shows. Well, let's just jump into it. Let's talk about conviction. I kind of been tiptoeing and hinting around it. Yeah. This thing is, is a great album, very emotional, and let's start with the um, single, Mockingbird. Yeah. Who did it? I am convinced <laughs> this is a real story. This actually <laughs> happened. There was a person. Who did it? <laughs> it's uh, real. It, I'm, I'm, I am convinced. That's a real story. Just put the music. Am I, yeah, am but, I even right in that? <laughs> you are absolutely right in that. It's a, it's a real story. <laughs> uh, it's not, you know, not a literal story, you know, but it's a, it's a real story. About, it's more about, again, you know, it's about, you know, if you, if, uh, a close non-romantic friendship, uh, that, uh, you know, broke up, um, and had all sorts of, you know, when you lose a good friend, it's not a nice thing. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of what it is. And it, it, you know, it's probably my reaction to that, uh, to, you know, to that feeling or my processing of that feeling to some extent. And the, the mockingbird idea is really, you know, when you're, when you're in the middle of something like that, you know, when, you know, things are breaking up, if you like, between uh, two people. And even after that happens, you're kind of conscious that, you know, you might take some sort of principle stand or whatever it is, you know, but even, even while you're doing that and even while you think that that's the right thing to do, you know, you're also going to hurt yourself. And so the mockingbird is almost standing at the side, like a Greek chorus saying, Hey, you know, this is tragic. <laughs> this is, this is, you know, everybody gets hurt. And I think that that's, you know, that's really what that song is about. Everybody gets hurt. And, uh, you know, in, in a situation like that. So it's kind of, yeah, I, I, I like that song and people tend to like that song because I, I think for the reason you're, you're saying that, it, you know, you can, I think you can intuit that it's real. Uh, you know, it's, a, you know, there's a strong intent in it. And that is kind of, to me, it's kind of, it's quite a sinuous, strong sort of song, you know, and, uh, and also it doesn't have a happy ending. So it's, no, it's it not doesn't. Disney, yeah. It's not, it's not Disney. And, uh, it's not, <laughs> life is not Disney. And, um, so it's, you know, yeah. So it's that sort of song. Now I don't think it's terribly, hugely depressing, but it tells a story, you know, and I think that oh, that's, obvious. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when I listen to, I, all right, so honestly, maybe that was a little self-serving because I just want to know if that was real or not with my yeah, yeah. It's a great song. It's a single for a reason. You totally got my attention, and it entraps you because it, it makes you think about yourself. It makes you yeah. think about your circle. And yeah. then like a, like a snap of a finger, no, 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 that happened to him. And like, I want to investigate. I want to find out what more happened to Tony. But now <laughs> this is one shining that I was listening to where this is more of a existential view of you blaming yourself. And mm. then you are having this 
inner fight in yourself. And towards the end, then that starts to have more of a happy ending. Okay, <laughs> what's going on, Tony? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think again, I think you kind of captured it. You know, it's more. I, I wrote that song literally. I just it just came out as it is. I was just messing around with a descending baseline type pattern, and then you know, out, out came that song, and it lit, I wrote it. And when I wrote it, I thought that's a very peculiar song because I didn't actually. Often I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I kind of, you know, there's a. Uh, I know when I'm start. Like sometimes you just pick up a phrase and things happen, but other times, like Mockingbird, for example, I was writing about that, or there's other songs where I'm writing about a particular thing. But this one just came out like that, and I had no idea what it was. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I couldn't actually interpret even for myself. I just, what the hell is that? Um, I knew it was something to do with um inaction you know i knew it was something to do with hope uh you know uh, you know or there's sort of a different shade if you like in it um but i think ultimately if, if you were to kind of push me on it i would say it's it is probably a conversation with myself and it's it's partly i mean you just said it took me 20 years to make a solo album so there's prevarication if ever does prevarication yeah, so i i think you know it's kind of like partly that you know that i'm you know i think I, I'm kind of very, I live a lot in my own head so I, I you know I think about stuff a lot really so, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 doing is a whole other thing you know what I mean so there's a you know there's it's something about that it's about and it, I mean that that can be anything from you know personal ambitions to political situations or you know whatever it might be that you know you observe things and you don't really do an awful lot about them um so i think there's it's kind of like yeah it's kind of me me having this conversation with myself saying look what are you at you know like you're going it's it's almost like are you a hypocrite you know you, you say this and you do that uh so it, but in the end there always is a little chink of light i think and, and that's you know if we don't have that chink of light well then i think we're we're in a in bad shape so that's what that that shining bit is you know in right. the, the title and uh so it's it's a little chink of light but I, I spoke to somebody else about that song and they said yeah but it sounds to me like you're still letting yourself off the hook yeah 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 you're, yeah that's what i think it was a sort of like since you're having a fight with yourself you have to let yourself off the hook we're not done with this fight. <laughs> We're just taking a pause. Yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but I got to make the album. So I think that, you know, I think I kind of put my neck out there a bit. So I, I, that's okay. Like, I'm, I'm cool with that. And, uh, you know, I'll continue to kind of push a bit more. Yeah. And the last thing I would like to say that even though this was essentially the first single, <laughs> but it was the one that kind of... Okay, I see what we're doing here. Now it's another yeah. day. And yeah. with that, that made me feel okay. I didn't at that time I didn't do a deep dive and examine my man Tony. I was I was just like, okay. I was a good honestly on the album, that is the most, as you call it, Disney esque song. Um, that I mean, what was the motivation of putting that one first before we just jump into this sea of betrayal, heartbreak, <laughs> life altering situations? There's no reason that was the first single. <laughs> yeah, another day is kind of like you know, it's for me, it's kind of an interesting song as a writer, you know, uh, like so. The story behind that one is I was you know, stopped at a traffic light in my car. A car pulled up beside me and there was a girl in the car who was upset. She was crying. 
And so I, I noticed that, number one. And then the second thing I noticed is she had this little kind of a, a dangly giraffe from her rear view mirror. You know these things that people, yeah, yeah, some people yeah. have dice and some people have other things, but it's a little furry giraffe. And I thought, oh, that's peculiar also. And then we went our separate ways. But for some reason, you know, that, uh, the, her, the image of her being upset stayed in my mind. And I just thought I kind of had to write a song about her to get it. You know, the, the, this, is the, this is what happens when you write songs and you know, little things get in your head and then they, they kind of snowball into other things. So I began to imagine a story about her. And that's what that's what that, you know, that's what that was that, you know, the, the giraffe transformed into an angel, which kind of has a different sort of set of imagery associated with it. Um, and it's about, you know, the, the, the song is a very straight narrative in a way that I don't generally write. And so I kind of had to discipline, but I wanted to do that. I, for some, I just kind of said, okay, I want to do this type of a song. And, um, and I, I kind of had to rein myself in to do a sort of a descriptive song that brought you into the car with the, with the girl, you know, that you, you know, you had that feeling like you were on a journey. And um, so there's the physical journey, there's an emotional journey. So there's like specific things mentioned about, you know, roadside cafes and, you know, di- different things that you can actually picture, um, along a route, if you like, you know. So uh, you, you, uh, this, this may sound odd, but I was actually really proud of myself that I managed to do that to keep it. It's not an easy thing to do, it, depending on how, what way you're disciplined in your mind. And there are people that I really, you know, admire, uh, you know, anybody from the likes of Ron Sexsmith, for example, or Paul McCartney or Elvis Costello, you know, these sort of people who write these wonderful story songs, you know, um, and with, you know, that are just kind of, you, you just kind of feel like you're with the person. Um, and I think like a lot of songwriting in, in my head, at least, is about being empathetic. You know, it's about kind of, receiving messages and kind of from people and situations and then kind of absorbing them, you know, and kind of working with them a bit. They may even be messages from yourself, but, you know, about having some level of empathy. I think all art actually has, you know, levels of empathy. That's why we love it. Right. You know, that's why we react to it. So, yeah, that, that, that was, you know, that was that song. So, you know, she comes out okay the other end, I think, of that song. You know, uh, so that's kind of like there's a happiness to it, although she's gone through some trouble, but, you know, we, we right. all do, you know. Yeah. Right. yeah. While listening to this album, one of the things I can clearly see that you're clearly a student of the game, as you call it, sample, I don't want to say samples, like these little nuggets, these little soundscapes mm. of, mm. and you name names, I'm going to name names. This is who I feel feel kind of like this is the tone influenced of mm. like your Leonard Cohen's maybe mm. a lot of Neil Young Arcade yeah. Fire yeah. Um, little touch of Nick Cave because it gets dark mm. quick like <laughs> quick <Yeah. laughs> it shows you're a student of the game and you understand that yeah. so I'm very curious when you go out in your downtime and you're not making music yourself do you go out shows and gigs as a fan yeah just just check them out if so who do you like to see yeah well i think all of them that you just mentioned uh it's a very i think that you, you know i i don't think i i would hope it's not obvious i don't like the idea of just kind of reproducing somebody but, you're not you know, you're not but, yeah, but but yeah, yeah, yeah those those the elements of storytelling yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, for example, I've recently been to see Arcade Fire here. You know, I, I absolutely love. You know, there, there's some there's some musicians, you know, band. 
manufactured, you know, kind of. And then there's some music to me that kind of is like a force of nature. It just has to be. I think Arcade Fire is one of those bands. Radiohead is one of those bands. Uh, you know, that they just kind of, they, they feel, they just feel like there's an energy that drives them outside of, you know, somebody standing aside and kind of saying, I think we should do this. I think, I think they just have to be, you know, and that sort of thing is, is, is what really turns me on in music, you know, that sort of, whether that be Beethoven, you know, or Mozart, it just has to be. It's not, you know, or, or John Coltrane. It's not, it's not, you know, there's, there's almost no decision in it. Like these people just are music, you know. And um, so that's the sort of thing I would, I would love. On the other hand, I also love language. So when you pick out Leonard Cohen, for example, or, you know, Bob Dylan, Nick Cave, like people who clearly love language, you know, because that's a huge part of their trade. There's also all of that, you know. Um, actually, before COVID, I saw a double header with with Dylan and Neil Young um, in a in a sort of a football field here. And I, I before I left America, I'd seen in quick succession. I saw Dylan twice, and he was doing the crooner stuff, you know. Now I've loved him for my whole life, so I you know I, I listened to him doing anything, but. I thought I was going to get more of the same when I went to this gig, but Neil Young came on and he was fantastic. He's, you know, Willie Nelson's son's playing with him and it's just, it's just fabulous, you know, just the raw energy. And Dylan came on and I thought, mm, this is going to get a little bit down after Neil Young. But in fact, you know, he sat down at the piano and he, the opening chords were from Ballad of a Thin Man and the whole concert just went after that. In fact, the two of them come out, Neil Young came out on stage with him at one point. But these, these are the people that I love. You've named, you know, you've named quite a few. Yeah. And then there's, you know, the, there's the, you know, the Richard Thompson type period, you know, that, that, you know, that yeah. sort of stuff I absolutely love. And of course, you know, all of the older, the Beatles and Van Morrison and, you know, some of you too, you know, some of the energy that they brought to music, because obviously they're from the same city as I am. But there's also a lot of singer-songwriter people around here and, and bands that uh, are, are just fabulous. A band called Villagers, for example, that the producer of the record had been a member of. They're still going and they're, you know, they're, they're superb. I've been to see them twice recently as well. So, you know, I like to go, I like to go to a, a lot of gigs. I like to go to a lot of theatre as well. I find theatre theater does that thing to me like i always come out with ideas you know and again, i'm starting just, to notice that yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey you mentioned football earlier you're still playing five eight, yeah. uh, football twice a week yeah um, that's right you do i do so all right, all right. the reason that i was... ask you know this is good <laughs> this is um this is like may i ask why because Sometimes it can get a little rough. Okay, soccer for my Americans. Yeah, yeah. yeah you play five A. The reason I'm saying it gets a little yeah. rough. Yeah. And um, a bad play, you could damage a digit. You can mess up your hand. Yeah. You can't yeah. play. God yeah. forbid, get into a scrum. You can't sing. But what is it? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. What well, is I, it about that you. that makes you want to play? Yeah. Well, I play twice a week now, right? I'm, I, I did, for example, when I was in the States, I, I busted my Achilles playing five-a-side, uh, you, you know, with, with a bunch of dads from my kid's school, um, and that wasn't very pleasant. But I play every week. I play a couple of times a week. I love it, right? And the reason I love it is that, you know, my kind of day job is research stuff, and then I'm doing music. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm reading stuff and sitting around and, you know, doing all that sort of stuff. You get out there and... There's a whole bunch of stuff about football that I love. One is that 
you know, you can get this group of people together who do whatever they do in their lives and you put this thing in the middle of the pitch and it becomes the only thing that matters for that hour, right? Nothing else matters. And everybody wants to win, but it doesn't matter whether you win or you don't win at the end, you know, but while you're there, you want to win. And it's it's the kind of the engage the level of engagement, like people turn into different people almost, you know, when, when they're they're in this space and then they return to themselves, you know, when it's over. And then I also I really like the physical part of it. I really I just like the you know, it's almost I, I don't see the point in kind of I don't see the point of playing football if you're not playing football. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to be you have to want to win um, and you have to kind of go for it regardless of your age and your ability uh, you just get stuck in but it's also just a very different thing from everything else I do you know and um, it's that yeah that's that's what I really I just really love it you know the, uh, and it, it it just you just switch off you're just in there doing this thing and, and uh, you come out and you're you're sore. You're right, right. You're broken. I get it. <laughs> like you can give all yourself in your music, and then yeah. you can give all yourself on the field, and sometimes yeah. they yeah. could just yeah. match. Yeah. yeah. And in yeah. this case, like I have not done that. I went the other <laughs> way while I'm waiting on American football to start. Um, it starts later on this week, actually, and um, okay. I've been watching a lot of the UEFA Championship. Um, for whatever reason, I I have adopted this team. I have adopted Chelsea. I know. Don't hate me. I don't know. It's just, it's just, man, I'm loving Bofana, Raheem Sterling. I'm loving, I'm, okay, let's go to Sterling. I love a person (laughs) who got rejected from Man City and now Mm -hmm. is playing with this just tremendous chip on his shoulder. It's just yeah. all emotion with this guy. He got yeah. something to prove. It just makes it more fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, the standard. I mean, I think some of the stuff about football is extraordinary. I mean, you, you look at, you know, particularly the, you know, the, the Champions League stuff. I mean, the level of football, just what they're doing there in these tiny spaces and how they. Just their level of skill is is just phenomenal, and you know that that you can only you can only kind of stand back and admire that. But I think the different thing also about modern footballers is that they're really skillful, but they're really really committed too. You don't get a lot of people standing around the pitch. You know, even Ronaldo, for example. You know, like Ronaldo will still chase a ball. You know, he 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 doesn't kind of give up and say, "Oh, I know, I'm prima donna. I'm not really gonna." Like he gets stuck in, and you know, he tries to do his thing. You know, and that's what I really like about modern. You know, some of the things about modern football, I think, it's probably too much money in it, and that spoils it a bit. But the the actual level of commitment and skill is it's just phenomenal. It's so far beyond what it used to be. You know, I oh I I totally understand. Mainly because the money is um the money is a byproduct of the athletes themselves. Because since we're yeah. so into it, everyone yeah. wants to pour a little bit more money because yeah. in a weird way. Everyone yeah. wants to pick their team. Everyone yeah. wants to give as much as their team. And yeah. that's why I said, don't hate me with Chelsea because, <laughs> I mean, it, they're, they're such, I won't call them front runners, but it's just, yeah. it is the popular thing. But yeah. it's the best story. It's the yeah. best. <laughs> like, it, it just is. Yeah. But you know they sack your manager. You, you know exactly. Yeah. And everyone <laughs> shut up about it except Fana. Come on. 
Yeah. You know, After we got six like, games. <laughs> you got heat from the team one way because mm. he broke the rule. But at the same time, this is the same person who nurtured him and made him the player he yeah. is. And yeah. you expect him not to say anything? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're getting um, way off track. I know I've ate up a lot more time than what I should. Tony, man, man, you can go forever about this. Much success on the album conviction. They can look you up on TonyTerrellMusic.com, Tony Terrell Music on Instagram. Anything you got coming up, you can look at this camera, that camera. Come on, just, just all yeah. things Tony right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I actually today started doing a list for my next album. So, you know, I'm I've, I've kind of I'm grading the songs in terms of how ready or otherwise they, they are, because that's really the ambition is to do the next one. In the meantime, you know, I'm setting up some gigs here. You know, I'm also then pushing for radio play and hopefully over your side of the pond also as well. Um, to try well, I'm and sorry, just if it's some... okay with you, can I play a couple of tunes on the podcast uh, itself, the audio version? Yeah, yeah, feel free. Yeah, feel okay, free. all right. But, <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but yeah, like to try and get some, some sort of recognition, name recognition, you know, there. Um, begin to do uh, gigs here and then also look forward to the festival sort of season next year both here and in, in Europe and uh, and then hopefully at some stage get over to you guys you know because I'd love to I'd love to go over there and play you know some smaller venues and just kind of it's a different type of audience and so on no, but uh, it would be just really a nice thing to do and having lived there as well it'd be nice to kind of go back and see the place again in that way you know okay well Tony it's been a pleasure thank you so much Absolutely. you're never a stranger this has been awesome thank you for coming on the podcast and just giving us a little bit of your time just to talk Okay. It's been fabulous. Thank you very much. All right, Tony, you have a good one. Okay. Take care.
Another Day by Tony Terrell. Check it out. The name of the album is called Conviction. It's wherever you get your music from. Um, personally, if you keep in score, please go to samshownation.com, click the Amazon link, and get it right there. Um, it was great. Please reach him out on his socials, Tony Terrell Music on Instagram and TonyTerrellMusic.com. It was great. He's welcome back anytime. He has a lot of depth to him. It was this was great. And he knows a thing or two about soccer. So, um, that was great. So, Tony, you're welcome back on this podcast anytime you want. Speaking of podcasts, um, I gotta talk about one of my, um, one of my favorite podcasts because they're living on Easy Street with all of these, um, interviews. So we, we're nice to them. But we got, um, company in the building that is my good friends at the act accordingly podcast with bash and z they are act accordingly podcast they and they also um are wherever podcasts can be found check those guys out they're good dudes also i did a lot about football earlier today and i I gotta reach out to my man i know he's busy my man mike randall has to be in the building official unofficial official fantasy football correspondent for the just talk with sam podcast he he's 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 doing it big he got this big promotion actually i'll let him tell you about it he's chief content officer i've said too much but he needs to come back that's my guy but in the meantime please check out my friend mike randall on the randall rant at on twitter all one word. You can check him out. He's a he's a contributor to the ActionNetwork.com. You can just check him out on Betting Pros. Man, he's all over. Actually, the fun thing: Google Mike Randall, not the guitarist, 
the fantasy football expert. So that's awesome. Check out my friend also, FTN. He's helping, man, he's chief content officer at FTN Network. So if for nothing else, he's helping you, whether it be fantasy, whether it be fantasy daily, you're betting, whatever you need, he got back. He didn't have my back for years. Now, as a secret, I'm bringing it out to you. So please check out my man, Mike Randall. Yeah, he got to come back on the show. We'll figure out something for Mike. Um, as always, I, I just want to thank my guests one more time. Tony, Tony Terrell. The album is called Conviction. Please check it out. It's wherever um, you get your music from. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to end this podcast. Oh, speaking of the podcast, everything related to this podcast can be found at Just Talk With Sam. No G, excuse me, samshownation.com. If you want to hit us up on Facebook and Instagram, it's just talking with Sam. No G in talking, just talking with Sam. Um, on IG, Facebook, Sam Show Eleven on Twitter, and you can always email the show at just talking with Sam. No G in talking, just talking with Sam at gmail.com. So that's it for me right now. What I am going to do, I am going to end this podcast with a song that's growing on me. It's called It's called Shining. And this is from Tony Terrell off the Conviction album. Please check it out wherever you get music. And I will see you guys next time. Peace out. You tell me you're sorry, but you...
go. Everything ends at your story. Well, I already know. It's to nothing else with the road that is strewn with a million regrets of how we could be so much better if only, if only. 